Hi, how's it going? Paging Dr. Poops a lot. Okay, let's not do that. Let's not start. Let's just go ahead and say Happy New Year. I am. Not how I started my new year. <laughs> I was very, you very ended sick. And how you started it. Well, I did. I, my Christmas, I was sick. New Year, I'm sick. I'm still kind of sick. I had uh, food poisoning and uh, the stomach bug at the same time. So it was not a fun experience, and we were unable to do the Krampus episode because I was <laughs> shitting my brains out. But you know we're what here. Do for that? What? You know what you should do for that? What? Take some laxatives. Dude, the doctor said that actually wasn't a bad idea. <laughs> so I ha. feel like I feel like that was an awful idea. Yeah, it definitely was an awful idea. <laughs> but Happy New Year! It is now twenty twenty three. New Year. Happy New Year! And what is some news that you just shared with me over the phone? What what news did I share with you? You over texted the phone? me. You're like, hey, guess what? What the fuck did I text you? Are you serious? It literally was like 20 minutes ago. Oh yeah. Yeah, go ahead and share We're the news. The top two percent of rising creators on the book of faces. There we go. On Facebook, we're top two percent. Look at that. We did Let's it. Just look at that. Just we're look just at it. Dominating social networking for some fucking reason. All we do is share offensive memes. I'm that surprised we're not canceled yet for the memes that you share on the Instagram. Um, memes are life. Memes, memes are life. People love memes. I think majority of our followers are because of the podcast or because of the memes that we share. I'm okay with this. I'm, I'm very memes. okay with this. But today we are going to be covering the haunted lakes of Georgia. <gasps> Two of them. Two of them. I got Lake Lanier. Yeah, and I got Lake Alatoona. Lake Alatoona. So we're going to go ahead and dive into that. Oh, by the way, uh, we're the Dweller Archives. Welcome. Welcome yeah. to Dweller Archives. Yeah, we're the Dweller Archives. I'm Aiden. We get sidetracked. We do get sidetracked. It do be like that sometimes. It be like that. Who are you? I'm doc- I'm Father Poops today. You're Doctor. <laughs> this is Colton. I'm Father Poops. This is Colton. Say hi, Colton. Hi. And you're going to be listening to a very thirsty Colton after you are. this quick little ad break we have to take. Well, actually, that is the ad. This is the thirsty me. We're not yeah, listening the to him after the ad. It's during the ad. Yeah. Welcome to the ad. <laughs> Welcome. Look at that. We're back. Just like that. It's amazing. Like I said before, today we are covering two lakes. And we got we have our sources, okay? Uh, but we're going to link them in the Discord. We are. Yeah, I we are. put them at the bottom of the page for you. Which, by the way, be sure to join the Discord. It is a growing community, guys. Yes, come, come. We actually have people say Happy New Year. And it's like Did wishing we? us. I kept I them updated with the, the amount of times I was taking a shit. Oh, nice. You can get all that in the Discord. I always forget we have a Discord, to be honest, and I forget to look on it. Because you're not like a PC gamer hardcore yet. You're you're turning. Mm, we'll see. I turned Nikki into a gamer over Christmas. I got her Nintendo Switch. 
I don't know if I would consider that a gamer, to be honest. She's turned, but it went from nothing to something. And it is, she, it's the beginning step. It's the beginning. She crushed over 50 hours of Ooblets in a week. I don't know what that is. Ooblet, I don't know. It's a farm game. It's, it's like Pikmin, oh. but a little bit different. All oh. right. So today... We're covering the Haunted Lakes of Georgia. We got I got some history for you for Lake Lanier and some spooky shit. I what do you got for me? Too. Yeah? I'm not going to get into my sources, all right? Like I said, join the Discord if you want to see the sources, but they are there. Fuck you, Ohio. Not the state, but the person that left a Apple podcast review saying that, hey, bro, where'd you get your sources on the Backrooms episode? The Backrooms aren't real. You're a child. Get over yourself. So today for no, the Lake the Lanier, too. <laughs> what? Fuck the state too. Fuck no. Nah, nah. Yeah, they missed yeah. the field goal that would have sent them to the national championship. Yeah, fuck the state too. Even though I'm glad about it. Unless you're listening game. from Ohio and you enjoy us, then thank you. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you. We hate your state. Yeah, we hate your state, but we love you for no reason. We've never <laughs> been there. <laughs> I've been there. I've been there quite a few times. Well, one of us has. So, from graves buried by the water to alleged mm-hmm. supernatural sightings near Browns Bridge. I actually take Browns Bridge at least once a day. I just want you to know that. Yeah, we live very I close to Lake I get on Lake Browns Lanier. Bridge at least once a day. I moved, How far away am I from Lake I moved farther away from Lake Lanier. I used to be, like, right there. I drive I, over Lake Lanier at least three times a week. Yeah, so we're very... I grew up near this lake, guys. And, uh, the, what, you have, like, Alatoona? Yeah, I think I've been there once in my life, but we, we grew up near these Lake lakes. Latuna, to be honest, I can't recall like where Bardo County is. Nah, I actually don't. I just know where I've been. I just know I've been to the lake once. But from graves buried by the water to alleged supernatural sightings at Browns Bridge, rumors surrounding Lake Lanier continues to be shared not just across Georgia but across the country, gaining attention towards what some call Georgia's most haunted lake. Some of these stories shared highlights of Oscarville, a community that once stood in the northeastern Forsyth County near the border of Hall County on a portion of the land later used to build the lake. Though Oscarville has become a source of a legend, what follows is the community's tragic real-life story as recorded in historical records and other sources. I do want to go ahead and say there's going to be a trigger warning. Uh, we are going to cover some dark shit and about Oscarville, uh, racism, and some sexual abuse. Uh, we were told that we need to add oh, these trigger warnings in here. So we're, we're going to do that. We're going to be better. Just letting you know. That's what's coming. Just for you guys. Just for you guys. Because that's how we do. Yeah, we're trying to be nice here. Because we like y'all. <sighs> Which you can't say about everyone. Yeah. Fuck you, Ohio. <laughs> Just before 1912, there were nearly 1,100 black residents in Forsyth County, with 58 of those residents being landowners. How many in total, though? Like, people? 1,100. That's the total people, period? Yeah. Black residents of Forsyth County. Those black residents. residents. Mainly Oscarville was, like, African-American. According to the Digital Library of Georgia, 109 black residents paid the farm tax, meaning they rented or owned farms. Other black residents worked in coming as craftsmen or laborers. And coming is C-U-M-M-I-N-G for the people that don't live in the area. There's a lot of jokes cracked, uh, but yeah, it's coming. Lots of jokes. 
There seemed to be a feeling of community in place, which quickly became known for its churches. Pastors such as Grant Smith and Levi Greenlee Jr. were spiritual leaders and outspoken advocates for black residents. According to North Georgia, according to the North Georgia Encyclopedia, not only did they help protect the community, but they worked to bring black residents together. Surviving records from Greenlee's church show they organized picnics for churchgoers and collected from the community, including some white residents in coming. A local newspaper archived by the Georgia Newspaper Project showed that many black children attended a publicly funded local school. A 1908 Georgia school census shows that 316 children of color were enrolled in school in Forsyth. But at that time, some white residents in Forsyth saw this community as a sort of threat. One subscriber wrote a letter to the local paper expressing concern that some white children of farmers who are not attending school may be ineligible to vote while black children attending school would be eligible. By the end of 1912, two incidents in the county and the ensuing violence against the black population there led essentially every black person to flee Forsyth, even those who owned land. In September of that year, two alleged assaults against white women were reported in the county. The first alleged assault took place on September 5th, when a woman reported that two black men had assaulted her in coming. By September 7th, Sheriff William Reed had arrested two men, according to the Gainesville News, September 12th, 1912 edition. You live in Gainesville. I do. Were you there when they wrote that? Um, well, let me check my calendar. Hmm. No, I no. don't think I was. Okay. <laughs> Just days later, the body of 18-year-old Sleely May Crow, a white resident, was found in the woods near Oscarville. Several black residents were named as suspects for the alleged rape and murder, including Ernest Cox and Robert Edwards. Knox was brought to Gainesville and reportedly confessed to the crime, according to the same edition of the Gainesville News. In an effort to provide safety, Knox was transferred to jail in Atlanta while remaining suspects stayed at that jail and coming. Rumors swirled and reported in the papers that the black residents threatened to dynamite the town oh. if there were any lynchings. Despite Knox being transferred, a mob of angry white residents gathered outside of the jail. The mob seized Edwards, a 24-year-old farmhand, from the jail, beating him to death before he was hanged from a telephone pole in the town square. This incident started a wave of violence directed towards the black community in Forsyth County. Mobs threatened residents and fired guns into homes. It's just, it's gotten way out of hand. It got so fucked up. Now, there are a group of white residents who call themselves night riders who came through at night on horseback. They burned down homes and threw explosives into nearby buildings, according to archived reporting by the Gainesville News and Dahlonega Nugget. News Nugget. Oh, the News Nugget. There was a dude that was like running for like Georgia something. And when I was an EMT, um, but he would play this guy's news 
segment, but he called it a news nugget. And he'd always start off going, news nugget. And then so I thought it was the stupidest shit I've ever heard in my fucking life. So every time we got quiet in the med bay, you would just yell it. I would shout out news nugget. And it would scare everyone to death. And I was like, news nugget. And then everyone was like, what the fuck? All right. Just, all right, going back on track. The God. The violence continued until nearly all the county's black population was forced to flee. According to Blood at the Roof, A Racial Cleansing in America, a book written by Patrick Phillips and published in 2016, the county's black residents fled in all directions, but the majority made their way to Hall County. The black residents of Forsyth County were forced to start over, securing jobs and opening businesses where they could in Gainesville. And those who own land in Forsyth no longer felt safe coming back to claim what was theirs. Now, fast forward into the 1920s and 30s, there was a forcing out of black people and a mass transferring of the land by and to white people. Beginning in the 1950s, the, uh, the now almost entirely white community saw the land value growing as fast as the Atlanta population was. The flooded waters followed. Moving forward nearly 20 years, the black population in Forsyth remained low. Through the process of preparing for Lake Lanier, the U.S. government acquired the rights to more than 56,000 acres of land in Forsyth, Hall, and Dawson counties to make room for a 38,000-acre lake and more than 700 miles of shoreline. This included several communities, most of which consisted of farmland. This farmland was by the black residents. If you're not catching on, the government is literally trying to bury what happened in Oscarville. They're trying to wash away all the fucked up shit that happened. The lynchings, the violence, the Night Riders, everything. Robert David Coffin, the author of Storybook Site, the Early History and the Construction of Buford Dam, and a former park ranger on the lake, said the construction of Buford Dam was originally planned in Roswell. That is miles away. It was later moved to Forsyth County because the area was more rural at the time because of all that farmland. The acquisition of much of the land did not go smoothly. Coughlin said many families in North Georgia had their land close to their hearts as it had been passed out from generation to generation. This is the African-American communities in the area. Some refused to leave their land despite generous payments offered by the government, and at least one resident had to be physically removed by force. Records suggest that many black residents did lose their land they once owned in Forsyth after they were driven out of the county after 1912. And after that, they filled out Oscarville, they filled out that area, and made Lake Lanier. Now, so inside Lake Lanier is a town that is cemeteries, that is homes, all this crazy shit. If you want to go scuba diving, you can see all of it, and it is fucking mental. There's also reports of cat did you ever hear the story about how the chicken truck fell yeah. at Buford Dam? So the thing is is I know all of this. Yeah, I, I know <laughs> everything you're reading, I already knew all Yeah, this. I knew I knew I had it scripted out because I just I didn't want to be like, and uh, that's when the fucking so I <laughs> get it all there's out. Like, there's giant catfish in there. Yeah. So there's like this like, huge literally, you know what else is down there? What? A very expensive earring from Julio Jones. Oh, shit, yeah. They tried to find it, they never did. There is so much shit in this fucking lake. 
including the spooky. The spooky. The lake becoming more infamous for an unusual high number of deaths that occur in the water, everything from boating accidents and drownings to cars sliding off the road and into the water for seemingly no obvious reason. Estimates put the number of deaths associated with Lake Lanier at about 675 since 1956. Some years, upwards of, upwards of 20 lost lives in the water. Numerous stories are about boats capsizing after hitting something in the water, the, yet the area was completely searched and nothing was found. Others report the occurrence of sudden dangerous rogue waves that seem to come from nowhere, capsizing the boat, and then disappear. Almost like a supernatural presence made it. Especially strange things are many of the tragic stories of drownings. First, as they frequently occur close to the shore and in calm water conditions. And second, because many of the victims were people who were considered to be strong swimmers. And funny enough, those who have survived near the drowning in Lake Lanier have reported feeling being dragged beneath by the water or invisible hands. Like a lot of people have reported this. It's fucking insane. It's like they feel like something has grabbed the legs and is pulling them down. Honestly, out of all the times I've been in there, which is a lot, I don't think I've ever experienced anything. I don't I don't go on the lake. Oh, I've been in there a lot. I don't fuck with the lake, dude. (laughs) But for all the tragic deaths, the most notorious is the lady of the Lake Lanier. Well, is Lady of Lake Lanier. In April of 1958, Della Mae Parker Young was reportedly traveling with Susie Roberts to the Tree Gable, a local roadhouse in Dawsonville, Georgia. Susie was driving her 1954 Ford across Lake Lanier Ridge when some unknown reason she lost control of the car, crashing off the right of the bridge. Divers entered the lake and searched the area, but neither the vehicle nor any remains were discovered. The physical evidence of the occurrence was set to a skid mark suggesting the women in the car went into the lake. Then a year later, in 1959, a fisherman discovered the human remains that had floated to the surface of the lake. Further examination yielded no obvious causes of death and the individuals could not be previously identified, although the body was noted as missing both hands and several toes. Many assumed that these were the remains of Day Parker or Susie, but at the time it was impossible to know for sure. I do have. I'm just going to say May Parker. That works. I do have a theory on this, but it's like really simple. It's fish. Well, yeah, I mean. Like, the fish eat. Like, they eat limbs. That's what they go for first. Whatever sticks out. I mean, I guarantee and they also like giant fish in there. So. There's huge fish, so I guarantee their faces, their nose were gone, the faces and their hands and toes were gone. Thirty-one years passed before Susie Roberts' 1954 Ford was finally found. When in November of 1990, the lake bed was dredged in preparation to set the foundation of pillars of a new bridge. Unexpectedly, the shell of a rusted-out car was discovered with human remains still inside, behind the wheel. Through the personal belongings found in the car, a purse, ring, and watch, Susie Roberts was able to be identified. And in light of this discovery, it was concluded that the young woman found decades before was, in fact, May Parker Young. For three decades, Susie Roberts was trapped in her car, hidden under 90-plus feet of water, having come to rest on a steep slope. Stuck within the tree trunks, mud, and other debris that made up the bed of Lake Lanier. 
but now she could finally be properly laid to rest. It is this tragedy that has been the foundation of many persistent legends associated with Lake Lanier. The apparition of a young woman in a blue dress that has reportedly been seen time and time again walking up and down the length of Lanier Bridge. And according to those who have seen this spirit, who has become known as the Lady of Lake Lanier, she is missing her hands. Well, that's unfortunate. That is unfortunate. She can't hitchhike very well, can she? How's she going to clap? Mm-hmm. She could just, like, slap her nubs. <laughs> Another one of the... God damn it. Another one of the numerous apparitions to reportedly haunt Lake Lanier is a list of mysterious raft seen floating at Lake Lanier late at night. Its inhabitants is a shadowy figure pushing along a pole and lantern, lighting his way. Those who have made claims to see this nautical apparition say it seems to appear and disappear from out of nowhere. One such sighting was reported by two fishermen who claimed to have seen it all about 1 a.m. This is my thing. It was seen at 1 a.m. on fall on a fall fucking night. A fall night in Georgia. 1 a.m. On the lake. Yeah. And they're fishing. Why are you fishing at 1 a.m.? These guys are hammered. I know dudes <laughs> that go out on the lake at 1 a.m. And they're not fishing. They're hammered. This is a lie they're telling their wives. Or they're trying to fish. No, they're trying to fish because they're fucking hammered. They think, hey, you want to go catch a fish? <laughs> you got any mud light left? Yeah, let's go catch a fish. The raft was spotted in a section of the lake that is known to be roughly 45 feet deep. Yet the raft's rider seemed to have no difficulty navigating the water with the pole to push him along. It's a big old pole. Oh. The two fishermen watched as the figure traveled along before suddenly shouting and jumping from the raft into the freezing water. Afraid something was coming for them, the fishermen quickly pulled up their lines and prepared to leave the area. But then they shined the lights across the water. There was no sign of the raft or the figure in the water. The dark surface of the lake remained calm and undisturbed as if nothing large had ever disrupted them. So this ghost just fucking free dove into the water and disappeared. Well, yeah, she jumped into the water. Where else is she going to go? This is a dude. Well, he jumped into the water. Where else is he going to go? He's going to disappear. I don't know. How about, like, just go around the two dudes that are fishing? Why would I do that? I don't want them to know I'm there. Okay, well, they clearly saw you. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. I didn't tell them that I saw them. <laughs> They're like, hey, that guy's hes on a raft and pole and a lantern. And, <laughs> oh, he's in the water. It's 1 a.m. <laughs> as long as you don't say anything, it's he didn't see fucking gold. <laughs> Those who believe this tale to be true believe the mysterious figure was, in fact, an echo of the past when men once traveled the shallow rivers and creeks among the foothills of North Georgia that have since been consumed by Lake Lanier. So Lake Lanier has got a lot of spooky shit. Okay, we have the Lady of the Lake. We do. I've heard several people see this raft person before. I've I've never seen it. However, I do know several people that have stated they felt like they were being dragged in the water at Lake Lanier, especially Lake Lanier Islands when you know, like all that free swimming areas. You know. Yeah, I mean, I know, I've been in that. Yeah, I've I know several that. people that I've feel been like on a boat jumped in the water, all kinds of shit. Yeah. And I actually did jump in the water drunk, and I survived. Oh, good for you. Because I'm a professional drunk. <laughs> That's an alcoholic. I should get paid for it. <laughs> That's an alcoholic. 
I know several people that states that get like they're swimming and they get yanked under. There is one thing that I removed from this script because turns out this is everywhere. But I'm going to talk about Ooh. it. I don't I don't want to read the whole lore behind it because it's fucking stupid because literally every fucking state has this. But have you heard about if you like there's a um, that hill near Brown's Bridge. If you put your car, if you park at the bottom of the hill and you put powder on your car, like baby hands will show up and push your I car. I did hear about this. You have heard about this? Yeah. Yeah. It's everywhere. It's not just like Lanier. So oh, either babies have issues with cars or yeah, babies hate cars. Yeah. It, it's the, that's, a, that's another this. spooky thing that everyone talks they about. Beef. What? Babies and cars have beef. They got beef. They're beefing. They're beefing. So yeah, that that's another spooky thing. Uh, but yeah, Lake Lanier has the lady, of the lake and the raft guy. And also it tries to fucking kill you. Another thing is there's an ungodly amount of bodies in Lake Lanier. It, oh, yeah. It's a dumping ground oh, for, yeah. for murder. So there's that. If you well, ever you decide... Think all the gangs around here. Yeah, there's a lot of gangs. Not even now. Like, I mean, you got the Dixie Mafia and Winder. Did I ever tell you about the time I got like in- incorporated into a gang in Gainesville because I thought I was a funny white dude? What the fuck? Yeah, I was at a, I was at a party. Like, you're funny, man. You're part of the Oak Bros. And I was like, the what? That is the worst gang name I've ever heard. Yeah, I don't think they're officially a gang. Um, But they had guns, and they were waving them around. And one guy had, like, a giant rosary tattoo. And I was the only white person there. And I was like, all right, I'm going to be in this gang for about 30 (laughs) minutes. And then I am leaving. And I quickly got the fuck out of there. I don't think this is a real thing. I don't think they're official. I don't think they're official either. But they, uh, they had me feeling like they're official. (laughs) <laughs> the oak bros are i cannot dude i gotta tell you more about that i'm gonna get my buddy he was there so he brought a case of beer and he felt super uncomfortable because of how aggressive everyone was and i felt like if i stopped cracking jokes i would like be executed <laughs> but so he left he abandoned me and i would so, too I, I just kept making jokes while backing out. Oh, then I said I'd go to the bathroom and I got in my Isuzu Rodeo at the time and I fucking left. <laughs> but yeah, you're up, man. Lake Alatuna, let's do it. Before I go to Lake Alatuna, though, there is a movie coming out on Lake Lanier, by oh, the way. Oh, yeah, there is. Yeah. There's still not a release date, though. It just says coming in 2023. It I is a. It while you were doing your script. It's about the Lady of the Lake. Yeah. But, like, there's still no release date. And they've been announcing it for, I think, at least a year now. Yeah. It was supposed to begin filming like last February. They already, yeah, they started filming already. Yeah, that's what I figured, but I don't know if it's done or not. I don't think it's done. I, th- I think COVID kind of got them fucked up. That makes sense. Yep. Just thought I'd share that with you. Yeah. So when uh, when that does release, we will have a good time watching that. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm going to yep. go see it. Yeah, we'll go see that. It's going to be in theaters at uh, Mall of Georgia. Oh. <sighs> Yeah, I'll go watch it, I guess. Yeah, let's go do it. Even if it's at the mall. Yeah, I hate that place, but... Not a big fan. Yep. Anywho. Anywho. So, Lake Alatoona and Alatoona Pass... Yay. ...is what we're going to cover now. Yay. So, Alatoona Lake in Bartow County, which I looked it up, and it is between Marietta and Rome, Georgia. Okay. Yeah, so... Yeah, that's why I didn't remember where it was. Anyways, it hides the former town of 
Etowah, a once thriving industrial town with ironworks at the center of Georgia's industry. Before Civil War II, before Civil War II, yes. Yeah, I was about to it say. It was Avengers. So. Should have put a comma. <laughs> before the Civil War, 2,000 people contained a rolling mill, flour mills, carpenter shops, foundries, spike and nail mills. That sounds exciting. Yes. A hotel and workers' homes. But the U.S. Army Corps of, Engi- Corps of Engineers began working on Alatuna's dam project in 1941. So these people have been there for a while. Yes, they have. And this dam was completed in 1949. Once it was completed, water began pouring into the town. The town was not salvaged, but the graveyards were moved to a new location out of respect for the dead. They didn't move the graves. You moved... What was that? Poltergeist? He was like, you moved the headstones, but you didn't move the bodies? <laughs> I think so. It's been so long since I've seen that. I love that movie. Yeah, There's yeah. only one single monument on the grounds of Old Etowa, and it is Cooper's Furnace. And it is alongside the Etowa River between the... Behind... Not between. Behind Alatuna Dam. This is the only thing left to mark the ghost town. Ooh. Now, I just want you to imagine this with me. I'm imagining. So, somehow you got caught in a time loop. And you were pulled out of Civil War II. And all of a sudden you're put... <laughs> Civil War II? <laughs> yeah, you were pulled from Civil War II. The Avengers were there. It was it was real bad, okay? Um, okay. Because uh, there's this new guy, and he could see the future, but they would attack people. Because they saw them do bad things, even though they hadn't done the bad things yet, but they wanted to stop it. Okay. But yeah, that's how that story went. But anywho, you were taken from that. <laughs> and you were put into our time. And now you're looking for your house. You just walk around being like, dude, where's my town? My dude, where's my car? <laughs> so, all right, this is my thing. I would not be pressed. If, like, I went forward or backwards in time, if it was, like, well over, like, 100 years, because there would be no, like, I I could do whatever the fuck I want. Does that make sense? It does, but you wouldn't know how to do anything. If you were pulled from Civil War II, I'm just going to go with it now. <laughs> You're just going to call it Civil War II? I'm just going to call it Civil War II. I keep saying it. So. Okay. <laughs> that long ago to now, you didn't have cars. You're gonna think it's a monster with wheels. I don't. Well, I mean, I still like a, would like, like act, imagine. Well, everyone's gonna think like I'm fucking stupid, and everyone's then they're gonna, gonna think like, you're like reenacting some shit. Well, no, I'll just get naked. And God then, like, forbid run. you're a Union soldier around there. But all right, so this is my way of thinking because back, like, our brain has not developed that much farther from Civil War Two. Like, we, we still have the same brain in the past, like, 300 years. Okay? We still think the same. We're just, like, less racist and more woke. So, if I moved forward in time and I would look around and there's, like, Teslas and cell phones. Like, there's magic boxes in people's pockets and they're calling people <laughs> and they're FaceTiming and witchcraft. there's a fucking drone and shit. You're a witch. 
I wouldn't think witchcraft. I would think some crazy shit has happened. I'm just going to get naked. What the fuck? And act crazy. So your first move, if you go to the future, is just get naked and act crazy? Yeah, because, and then they'll be like, what's wrong? And I would be like, someone, blah, blah. like, I would make, I'll be, inco- like, I would, no one would understand me. And, oh, well, yeah, first step, anyways, first step. I would, the way they talked then compared to now? But no, here, I, I missed the first step. I'd make myself bleed on my head. <laughs> and then I would, like, stumble. So I would then fall in front of somebody, and then they would think I'm, like, an amnesia person, right? <laughs> yeah, but you wouldn't understand that. I feel like I would because I've had this plan before. Like, if time, like, like, I've if had this plan. From, if you were coming from Civil War II, you would not be thinking like that. Yeah, would. It's the same brain. Same brain. Yeah, but you don't know the things that we know now. Okay, well, then na- me now. So technically, no, it's forward. not the same brain because you don't put. You didn't have the same knowledge put into it. And no, also, it, you probably don't same, know how to read. We'll st- we still have the same thought process, my dude. You probably don't know how to read. I know how to read. Okay, uh, <laughs> I'm going to hell on that one. I, but all right, so me We're now. Already all right, so like I know, I know me now. Me now gets pushed yes. forward a hundred years. Okay. I'm bashing my head a little bit, make a little bit of blood. They get stop naked. giving the plants water, and they're giving it Gatorade. <laughs> Let's hope it's not idiocracy. And then I wouldn't have to get naked. Then I would just like, I am your god. Pretty much. <laughs> you would become god. I, I would I would honestly be like an evil tyrant. Um, it would be so easy. But no, I would like act like I have amnesia, and then they would just be like, let's help this man find his family. Turns out I don't have a family. I don't have any debt. I have nothing. Because I can't say I'm a time traveler. No one's going to believe me. You won't even know you're a time traveler. You won't understand what happened. Me now. Got pushed forward 100 years. I would know I'm a time traveler. Oh, okay. But you wouldn't be a time traveler because you just got pushed there. So you okay, time pusher, dickhead. Time. I'm a time you pusher. You can't go back. Time traveler. You this, can is, go this has nothing times. to do with what we're fucking talking about today. Yes, it does. This is time travel. <laughs> so I would sit there. 100 years, so 21, 23, I would act like I have amnesia. They would give me a new identity. I would pretend to be that new identity and never talk about, hey, I'm from the past. Because, I mean, there might be a credit card oh, bill I need to pay. No, I would bring that shit up no, all the time. Fuck I credit card debt. I'm going to tell you what it was like. No, dude. I'm that... going to get paid for my books. Dude, I would accumulate so much debt. I'm going to be um, on I'm all the TV shows. Like, so much oh, shit. you want to no. act what it was like 100 years ago? I was no there. No one's going to believe you. No one's going to fucking believe you. Yeah, you, they might. No, they're not. By that point. Let's get back, let's get back on the Alatuna. <laughs> We're going to be here all fucking day. Get back on Alatuna. Anywho, would you want to know one reason why it's haunted? Why? Or the main reason? So one big reason this location is haunted is because of a place called Alatuna Pass. Okay. This is bordering the western shore of the lake and Emerson Alatuna Road. It's the Alatuna Battlefield. The battle was fought there on October 5th, 1864. It's rich in both myth and legend and is one of the most dramatic and tragic episodes of the Civil War too. It was the inspiration for the familiar hymn by evangelist Peter Bliss, Hold the Fort. Hold the Fart. Oh, you should have held your forts. I should have. (laughs) And is remembered 
for the summons to surrender message by Confederate General Samuel G. French. Not to be confused with Samuel L. Jackson. All right. Two different people. Okay. In order to avoid a needless effusion of blood. The battle itself was fought less than five weeks after the fall of Atlanta. The strategic advantage of the battlefield site was the Union's defense of the Western and Atlantic Railroad that cut into the Alatoona Mountain Range, known as the Alatoona Pass. It was approximately 360 feet long and 175 feet deep at the lowest point. The pass was built in the 1840s, and it was the deepest rail cut along the WNA between Atlanta and Chattanooga. Union General William T. Sherman, that name should sound familiar. It does sound familiar. Because he fucked us up. Yes, he did. <laughs> Admired the strategic value of the pass, calling upon his chief of engineers to design a system of forts and trenches that would take full advantage of Alatuna's natural strength. Okay, hold on, pause. He didn't he didn't fuck us up. All right. He fucked Atlanta up. He fucked Atlanta up. That is us. No. I'm now. That was done. <laughs> not if you went back in time. I I am not I'm not voting Could you for the south. I'll be going up north. And that is the time you landed was in Atlanta when this was happening. That would suck fuck. That would be awful. This would protect both the railroad and the Union's main supply depot south of Chattanooga that was established at Alatoona. You ready to get into this battle? I'm ready. Here we go. During the Battle of Atlanta, CSA General John B. Hood replaced CSA General Joseph E. Johnston. That is a name. Yes, it is in command of Confederate forces in and around Atlanta. After the fall of Atlanta, Hood launched a campaign to recapture Nashville. So yeah, let's, uh, let's take Nashville and just <laughs> let Atlanta die. Hood's decision to drive north necessitated that the Confederates destroyed the railroad, Sherman's line of supplies, and communication. The Confederate assault on the forts at Alatoona would be the first major battle in Hood's Nashville campaign, which did not end well. No, it did not. Just want you to know that. Yep. Unfortunately, for the Confederate case, CSA President Jefferson Davis detailed that plan in a speech to his troops in late September, which was printed in Southern newspapers... You want to know how Sherman found out about this attack? How did he find out? He fucking read it in the newspaper. Yeah, some people are fucking stupid. Could you imagine you're trying to go attack this place, and you just announced it to everyone, and it's like, oh, hey, guys, um, the paper said they're coming. So we It'd should... be like nowadays. It's like, hey, um, say, we're going to go on a massive raid in, like, Iraq. I don't know. And we just decided to tweet it. Yeah, I was like, we tweet about it. And Iraq's we tweeted like, the it. Fuck? <laughs> this is where we're going, guys. Anywho, on October 4th, General Samuel French received orders from Hood to proceed with his division of 3,276 men, 
from Big Shanty. I thought I said Big Shotty. I would live at Big Shanty or Big Shotty. Big Shouty. I would move just because of the name. Yes, I would. To Alatoona. His orders were to take the fort, fill the pass with debris, march five miles north to burn Etowah River Bridge, and then rejoin Hood the next day at New Hope Church. You want to know how miserable this was going to be? How miserable? You're about to find out. Okay. This was estimated to be a 96-mile mission. Jesus Christ. To be accomplished in less than two days. No driving? No driving. Balls. (laughs) But Sherman learned of this massive deployment and telegraphed his officers, the enemy is moving on Alatoona, thence to Rome. Rome, Georgia, by the way. Could you imagine a fucking 96-mile mission? And you're walking. You'd be here a lot of bitching for me. Oh my god. Like I'm it's really high. good at bitching. I'm great at it. <laughs> it's high, guys. Like I should get paid for how good I'm at bitching. Imagine the gear they had to carry back then too, with no weight distribution. Well, honestly, they didn't carry much gear. No, they did. I thought they did. No. Huh. I always thought they did. I Not thought... everybody. Like obviously you're gonna have certain people carrying shit, but for the most part you probably have horses and wagons carrying most of the heavy shit. Yeah. But you gotta think, like, they didn't have the shit we have now, so it's literally just a fucking, like, jacket shit. And you have your ammo and stuff. And then, I mean, you got some sick tunes probably with you, too. Yeah, some dude on a fucking drum. the drummers and shit. Drop another beat, Jeremy. can y'all play Freebird? And that's when Freebird was made. Anywho... Brigadier General John Corse was instructed to move his division from Rome to back up the garrison of only 976 men at Alatoona. Just want you to know, if they didn't show up, they would have been slaughtered. Yes. He arrived on October 5th and took command of 2,000 men and expected more to come. He thought this because twice that day he received telegrams from Sherman saying to hold out and that we are coming. French arrived at about 3 a.m. at Alatoona. At daybreak, he witnessed what he later described as a mountain fortress. So they're fucked. (laughs) Two forts sat atop steep ridge on either side of the pass. The walls were 12 feet thick, surrounded by 6 foot deep ditches, making the parapets around 12 feet high. They were connected by a wooden footbridge spanning to spanning the 60-foot pass, and the entire garrison was surrounded by trenches and rifle pits. Jesus. You're just walking into your fucking death. A rifle pit, fucking A. Good, could you imagine? And on top of this, you've just been fucking walking. <laughs> I'd I'd go out miserably. I would just like they get to just sit there and wait on you. You have to actually run up there. <laughs> like fuck this shit, man. Within a few hours, the battle began. The main Confederate offensive came from the north and west, forcing a main contingent of Union troops inside the westernmost fort. But at a terrible price. You want to know why it was a terrible price? Lay it on me. Well, his French's forces made four assaults on the western fort, coming with an 
coming within a hundred feet of taking it each time. That would suck. Yes, it would. <laughs> Let's just keep running back and forth, guys. You're doing great. Meanwhile, I'm going to sit back here and tell you what to do. That's what command However, does. General French received a message around noon leading him to believe Sherman was indeed sending reinforcements to Alatoona, and he had no hope of reinforcements at all. Only orders to join at the New Hope Church and had men that had marched and fought for three days and two nights without rest. This just keeps adding up to, like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Yes, it does. They may have taken the pass, but they'd never hold it. You know why? Why? Because they get fucking slaughtered. (laughs) Rather than take the fortress and be slaughtered later, French withdrew... And he left for the church. Nice. Do you imagine how shitty that would be? Be like, I ran up there four times, now we're just going to leave? <laughs> I would be awful in the Civil War. <laughs> oh, I would die. I would die immediately. I would just dude. be bitching. I'd be like, you mean I've wasted all this time? I would leave. Walk to this no, like, literally, nothing? I would leave. Like, we're marching. I'll just be Yeah, but then left. you get killed. You get murdered. Like, you were wanted at that point. They wouldn't know it was me. Speaking of that, we should totally do something on the Hatfield and McCoy's. Yeah, we are going to do that one day, for sure. That's a great fucking story. But anywho, yes, it is. of the 5,300 men engaged in the battle, 2,025 were Union, 3,276 were Confederate, there were 1,603 casualties. Nice. Honestly, that's not that bad, I guess. It really is not that bad. I'm willing to bet most of that was Confederates. Yes, it was. But would you like to hear about the hauntings? I'm, that's what I'm here for, brother. Here we go. Let's do it. So this is a story that is constantly told. I've had it in multiple sites, and I've, it's constantly talked about. Throughout Lay all it of on this. me. It was also in the book. So this is the story of someone on this train. The night was soaked with an inky darkness just seven years after the Civil War as a steam engine powered through... Alatona Pass on its way north just as the engine entered the pass the WNA railroad conductor noticed a soldier sitting on the top of the car first of all why the fuck are you on top of it like get inside of it what the fuck's wrong with you anywho he climbed up into the darkness to collect the fare fuck that yeah fuck that shit <laughs> I'm gonna make you come to me I I am the authority here. <laughs> like, hey, you, get down here. <laughs> the conductor walked toward the figure, and it stepped away. And it disappeared. The soldier had melted into the night. <laughs> Imagine just seeing him, and it just like, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Bitch, I'd rather disappear than pay you. <laughs> the disconcerted conductor reported to the engineer he was dressed in a soldier's uniform leaving the engine in the fireman's hands the wa wna engineer investigated it a thick layer of clouds covered the moon the cool night left a mist in the air through the fog the engineer saw a figure sitting on top of the third car this bitch is back again but he's on top 
I bet you he's on meth. The engineer advanced on top of the train. Why? Why do you keep getting on top? If he's on top of the train, I would just say, I ain't going up there. Fuck that shit. Let him get hit by something. I'll walk inside and just stick my head out and be like, hey, you. Get the fuck off the roof. Are you out of your mind? (laughs) His attention focused on the man sitting on his train. Sweat trickled down the engineer's back. He locked eyes with the gray shadow man. As he neared the transparent figure, it faded and disappeared. Getting real tired of this guy fucking doing (laughs) disappearing egg bullshit. (laughs) The engineer searched the entire train and looked everywhere. Someone might hide. He climbed back on top of the train, and there was there the man was, sitting on top of the train again. You just fucking stay there, then. I don't give a shit. <laughs> this time, the engineer marched in a quick step toward the ghost, but it disappeared again. This is stupid. <laughs> That's the story. Like, this dude's just an asshole. The engineer walked back to the engine of the speeding train, Before he descended, the engineer glanced over his shoulder to glimpse the soldier back in his place. (laughs) The guy just wants to chill. Let the ghost chill. (laughs) You're disturbing his peace. caused the engineer to shiver before he returned to relieve his fireman. The conductor kept the watch and reported that the mysterious figure remained on the train for a few more miles, and then it was gone. You know when it left? When? When they got out of Alatoona Pass. Yeah, that'll, that'll do it. Perhaps the specter was reenacting the scene on the southbound train to go through Alatatuna Pass. Ghost stories are just symptoms of what lies beneath the surface. What came before and what refuses to leave. So, out of the story though, there are a lot of people that claim to hear ghost trains and see specter soldiers on board of the train. The one they saw, that is. And you can actually walk through this pass today, which I actually kind of want to do. Yeah, I, I really want to do that. I think that'd be kind of cool. Walking through the pass today, you often hear the ghostly sounds of the train on the repositioned tracks and wonder if they are from back then or if it's today's trains in the distance. So I think this is just a ghost echo. Um, which well, there's is, more to it, too. You can also, it's said in some sources that you can also hear the battle. Like you can sometimes hear the gunshots and shit. That would like be that. fucking sick. Yeah, that, that goes back to a ghost echo, dude. Like, so take Lake Lanier, that guy with the fucking pole out there, just scooching and booching down the fucking lake at the middle of the night. It's an echo, you know. You think if you see him in the middle of the day, he's dancing on that pole? What, like a like a ghost stripper? Yeah. Maybe, Maybe. he gets excited during the day. Maybe he gets. Maybe he's shy at night, and he's very friendly during the day. Well, that's all we have for Haunted Lakes. This was very history-focused. This is like the most history-focused episodes that we've done. And if you guys haven't gathered, these were lakes built over towns, okay? Yeah. And smothered the fuck out of these towns, and that's why they're so fucking haunted. And if you ever find yourself at Lake Lanier, go ahead and have yourself a little swim. If you feel like someone's trying to drown you, get the fuck out, and then send us an email. Uh, we would really you. appreciate you. If you do die, um, oh, whoops. Because uh, <laughs> I don't want to get pulled into. Yeah, I, 
I'm I'm not going out there. Fuck that noise. I'm just gonna be like, hey, hey, you're uh, you're going down. <laughs> you might want to swim. Ah, oh. they're down. You, sorry. Oh, you're the, too far away. This episode was also recommended. This was the first fan mail. Well, second fan mail we ever gotten was by that dude. Oh, um, his name was Landon. I'm going to go ahead and bleep out his name because he never emailed us back saying we can't say his name or not. Landon, <laughs> thank you so much for the episode recommendation. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, Lake Lanier is done. And we're probably going to have another Lake Lanier episode dedicated to just straight personal encounters of Lake Lanier and of Alatoona. We'll probably have a Haunted Lakes of Georgia part two, not immediately after this, but later on of just personal accounts, not just the history, but personal fucking accounts. We were at fucking an hour, and we just covered the basic hauntings and the history of oh God, of these lakes. If we want to go into personal encounters, this would be like a three-hour-long episode. So I had a good time researching this. Samesies. It took me forever to find this shit. Yeah, it, it, I learned about giant... Well, I didn't really... I knew a lot of the history for Lake Lanier... Uh, but it, it's just it says this is in our fucking backyards practically and it is f- fucking scary to be honest with you and another reason why I don't fuck with man-made lakes <laughs> I don't actually I don't fuck with bodies of water in general I just don't I don't no, unless well, you it's probably a probably shouldn't like fuck with a body of water. Yeah, well, shut up. Unless it's a lazy like, river or a pool, I'm not getting into it. I don't want to get into the ocean. <laughs> and I don't want to get into a lake or a river. Or anything. I mean, I'll go like kayaking, but like I'm above the water, you know. You want to go kayaking on Lake Lanier? Fuck no. Fuck that shit, dude. <laughs> why not? I've seen Supernatural with that ghost baby coming out and dragging people. Hell no, dude. That's why you wear a life vest. Oh yeah, because that worked out so fucking well for everybody in that show. But thank you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if they wore life vest, they wouldn't have died. Maybe. But we are the Dweller Archives. We you are. can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Dweller Archives. And, and uh, Facebook. And Facebook. We're now 2% of top creators. My name is Aiden. And I'm Father Colton. And we greatly appreciate you guys listening. Thank you. Yes, we do. We bless your ears. And now, uh, if you can, go ahead and bless our Spotify and Apple Podcasts with a five-star and a review if you can. And also join the Discord. And if you're nice you. enough, maybe I'll baptize you with tequila. Yeah, one day. One day he will one baptize. Day. He'll throw the bottle at you and it'll hit you in the head and it'll go in your baptite. That so, depends on how drunk I am. Yes. <laughs> but thank you guys for listening. I greatly appreciate <laughs> Bye-bye. it. Bye. Bye.